everyone, I'm Kate Galliford. And I'm Corbin Gregg. On today's episode, we are joined by several self-proclaimed Target enthusiasts from the Observer's eBoard to talk about something that is oh so important to all of us. We just felt like we had to talk about the most important news to come out of the past few weeks, which is of course the grand opening of the Target on Broadway and 61st Street. So stick with us for a deep dive into how this new Target is transforming the campus grocery shopping landscape. As always, this is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. We are now joined by Julian Russo, online editor for the Fordham Observer, Grace Gatman, newsletter and social media editor for the Fordham Observer, Esme Bleeker Adams, fun and games and assistant photo editor, and Jill Rice, copy editor. Thanks you all for coming on today to have a fun conversation about the newly opened Target on 61st and Broadway. So the Target that just opened, I think it was sometime around the 21st of October, which means that it took more than a year from when it was first announced and reported by our very own Marielle, our managing editor for The Observer. She wrote about it on October 2nd of 2019, and again, it only just opened late October this year. Um, There was a coming soon sign in its window for literal months. They had quite a few setbacks. And so it's been a long road to get here. There's been a lot of anticipation You know, obviously we're college students. We were very excited for this to open and then it just took forever. We got yanked out of the city. We had no idea what was going on with the Target, but now it's here and it's open. So what do we think? Have we been? Do we like the vibes? What's going on? I just got back from there, like right before this interview. I've been there. That was like my fourth or fifth time going since it opened. Yeah, honestly, Kate, that Target not opening for over a year was second only to the pandemic in terms of my biggest disappointments. I'll be honest, I forgot about it for a long time. Like when it was first scheduled to open in the fall and Marielle wrote about it, I was so excited. I love Target. But then as the months just kind of went on and on and it didn't open, it kind of went to the back of my mind, which honestly made its sudden opening when we came back. Like we all came back to college when campus was deserted, when a lot of things, you know, were sort of not normal. So this was just kind of a nice surprise coming back, just being like, wait, it's suddenly open now. And we were all extremely happy. I remember I heard about it from Marielle, who is remote, but somehow she was the first to find out about it. And she was like, guys, look, it's finally open. And yes, I've been multiple times since and very much love it. Personally, I've been to the Target four or five times now, definitely only in preparation for this interview and not because I'm a white college age girl. I found the Target, while a little bit small, to be modern, sleek, and just a really good fit for the Columbus Circle neighborhood and my life. Yeah, so uh, you mentioned that it's small. So if all of you could just kind of walk us through the store, what does it have? What doesn't it have? How did it live up to your expectations of going to other Targets? So I was not a Target fan before this one opened. The Target near my house is extremely small. All I can think about that it has is like cereal and swimsuits. And that's all I know that it's in this Target. So this one was glorious. So you walk in and you've got Christmas attire. There are Christmas sweaters in there already. You go down the little escalator and then there's all this Christmas stuff. They have like cheeses. They got a bunch of clothes. They have a ton of makeup. And then you go a little bit further back and there's a lot of all the food stuff. So I just bought pecans because I'm going to make pecan pie. They have everything you could want. They have like real brands of things. And it just makes me really happy. 
Um, I would say I had a similar experience to Jill's. I went to the Target yesterday, actually, because the mens of Friendsgiving season is now upon us. And what I found is that while it does have a ton of stuff, it definitely it does suffer because of that small format nature because it has products that are specifically aimed at this kind of millennial Gen Z niche products. It does have, seem to have some weird things missing. Like I, I, there is almond milk and soy milk, but there wasn't any vegan butter. And I couldn't find any apple cider, which that, that might just like offend me personally because I'm from upstate New York. But we all knew I had to mention that in this interview. <laughs> but, so I overall had a good experience, but I would put a note out to any future visitors that it probably won't have exactly everything you're looking for. My sum total previous experience with Target before coming to this one was actually not in Connecticut where I'm from. Um, the main one that I've been to is in New Jersey. My grandparents have one that is right at the end of their street and it is like warehouse size. You could get lost in that Target. Um, and it was a glorious addition to my childhood and my collegehood as well, every time I would go to visit them. So this Target, like Grace said, it definitely is small in comparison to like your suburban Target. But I was actually surprised by for a compact store how expansive it is because there is a second level. They talked a lot about the top level. But there is an escalator, you can go down, uh, like you walk in at like street level, it's just like a lobby with a check-in person and hand sanitizer. Then the first level is where all like the clothing and the food stuffs are that the others were talking about. And then you go, you can go down one more level and there's just about everything else. There's everything from like cards to like bike helmets to holiday decor. They have a bunch of random stuff. So it's like Grace mentioned, it doesn't have absolutely everything, but there is a little bit of everything. And it it's definitely bigger and very more jam-packed than just what its compact facade from the street would lead you to believe. Similar to Jill Russo, like I was also surprised at how big it turned out to be. Cause I remember like reading the article last year and I was like, oh my God, Target. And then I saw like, the place where I was going to be. And I was like, this is like, this is going to be like bodega target. Like it's a corner, like what's going to fit in this target. Um, so yeah, the escalators help. <laughs> I'm the only one, you know, on this panel right now that is remote. And so again, I live in suburban Connecticut, 60 to 70% of my social life now is just going to target, seeing what's up there. But I actually got to go into the city and I went to this Target, I was like really pleasantly surprised by how much they fit. And like, I, I, no matter like how much time I spend in like Manhattan grocery stores or like department stores that are like all always in the basement, which is definitely like a big change from anywhere you go in the suburbs. They really, they know how to use space. When I first moved to the city, I went to Bed Bath & Beyond for the first time. And they have uh, this kind of doohickey almost where you can bring carts down and upstairs because it's like a conveyor belt and I felt like such a rube I stood at the stairs and I watched the carts go up and down for roughly 10 minutes because I was just so beyond impressed with it bed bath and beyond impressed beyond impressed Kate. yeah she said bed bath and beyond impressed wow what the point I'm trying to say is that it really is I think building off of Esme's point like how genuinely impressive how much they can fit inside these Manhattan stores. Um, we are going to veer into the personal and the political now because we're going to talk about grocery shopping in New York. 
particularly around campus. This is something I've written about before. Plug that in the Observer, go check it out. It is something that's near and dear to all our hearts. You know, we're college students, we're trying to make it work. I think that this is going to revolutionize the grocery shopping scene um, around campus. I've made my own kind of like pros and cons list. It reflects only my own opinions. You can disagree. There's Morton Williams. I think it's kind of scary there. I think it smells a little bit. It's expensive, but it is close. It's nearby. It's probably the safest to go to at night. Trader Joe's, it's cheap, it's familiar, it's great, but it's far away and it's always crowded. Western Beef, you have to be like very physically fit to go there. Also, the vibes are super weird, but there's a great selection. Hopefully, Western Beef. <laughs> I know. You know, you either you love it or you hate it. I think that I hate it, but that's, again, my personal opinion. And then there's Whole Foods. It's close, good produce, that sort of thing, but also it's expensive. And then we have CVS and Dwayne Reed. That's kind of hit or miss. So let's just talk about where Target fits in all of this. I think the fact that we're even having this podcast conversation is indicative of what a success uh, Target's demographic marketing is. If it was Walmart that moved into Columbus Circle, I'm pretty sure we'd be having a protest. They're, I just have to jump in here. They're banned from the city. They're not allowed to have Walmarts in the city because they violate too many like union laws. I looked that up the other day. I, <laughs> That's why there's no Walmarts. <laughs> great. I would say that there's almost a certain guilt in forming attachments to these supermarket chains because of how corporate and impersonal they are. But yet, on the student level, we do that. Um, I know that Kate isn't even the only one who's written about the grocery store scene in Lincoln Center because we take this so personally. You have the social and interpersonal connections that we impose on these stores that don't really impose anything on us other than prompt payment. And so as a, I probably do less grocery shopping than most people. My my main strongest opinion uh, would be that Morton Williams has the clown decal that absolutely terrifies me. So Morton Williams is usually a hard no from me. <laughs> and I've always been too intimidated of the lines at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. So I actually am a Western beef cult follower. I think I might join the Target cult. I live uh, uptown a little bit, so like 10 minutes away, so I'm closer to Trader Joe's. I've been to Trader Joe's once or twice since I've moved off campus and now with Target, like I love it. I'm, I used to go, Esme and I used to go to Western Beef every single Friday and like I would drag her along for my grocery shopping because Western Beef was like the one with the brands that I knew, which was my main draw to it because like, sure, Trader Joe's is cheap, but I don't want JoJo's, I want Oreos, you know? So I was going to Western Beef because I wanted these brands of things, which I know is like something really consumerist and everything like that. But I wanted my brands. I'm very picky. And so now with Target, maybe I don't need to go to Western Beef all the time, which is really heartbreaking because Western Beef is beautiful. But Target's my new place, I think. I think for me, I, I am roommates with Jill, so I live as far uptown as she does. I go to Trader Joe's the most often. And if the line's there too long, I go to Fairway. Those are the two closest to me. And so I don't really, even since Target opened, I don't really go there for my quote unquote grocery shopping. If I end up buying groceries there, it's because I'm there for some other snack or just, you know, like little random thing. And then I might see some grocery and I'm like, oh, hey, I actually need that while I'm here. I'll pick it up. So I've never really had like the attachment to any of these grocery stores that maybe some of the others have like 
like Western beef, I never really go to unless I'm going with Jill or Esme or Grace, honestly. But the thing about Target is that what I go there for most often is to grab snacks and drinks and whatever when I have friends over um, safely. We are in a pandemic. Therefore, like there, like Grace mentioned, there is that attachment. And it's because when I go to Target, as opposed to when I go to any other grocery store, it's just like, okay, I'm buying groceries. I need to do this. When I go to Target, it's usually like, oh, I'm buying snacks because I get to see my friends. And there's that sort of attachment there that has nothing to do with the store, but it's just what it happens to have those kinds of things that I need it for. And that's sort of the draw for me, I guess. I know that Target's only been open for a couple of weeks at this point. It opened uh, around October 21st. That's at least when we found out from Marielle that it was open. I know that personally, I have gone and impulse bought several different things from Target at this point. I needed to buy just different kinds of cheese because I like, I like cheese, you know, just different kinds of chips, impulse buying. And in a pandemic, you know, there's lots of stuff that you have to get to fill your apartment that you'll just impulse eat. So how many times have you gone to Target so far? And what was the last unnecessary thing that you have impulse bought? Carmen, you don't know how dangerous Target's clothing section is. For me, a white college-aged girl, it is only through the mercy of God that I still have a positive bank account. Yeah, I agree with that. So the last time that I went was earlier today. and. I actually didn't impulse buy anything today, but I did buy some ravioli, which is really good. I've been eating it, so highly recommend. That's a good, just another good point to make in general is like Target is different from all the grocery stores we were talking about earlier because it has non-food items like clothing. Jill already said like they have makeup, skincare, that sort of thing. Household items that would be hard to find unless you went to that TJ Maxx that's like a little bit cursed on the street and that is like kind of always a gamble because you don't know what they're going to have at TJ Maxx. Holiday decor, that's really exciting. Yeah, Kate, uh, going off that point, I think Target is even different from other stores in the Columbus Circle neighborhood because when I go to Bed Bath & Beyond to get toilet paper, chances are low that I'm going to impulse buy a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Whereas when I go to Target because I want to get vegan butter, we all know how that one went, chances are much higher that I'm going to see some perfectly marketed Halloween decor on clearance. This is definitely not a true story. I will not take further questions. But Target has a much larger selection of things that are cute, trendy, on sale than some stores that we could say are either much narrower or stodgier. Corbin and I are also talking about the appeal of their food brand, Good and Gather. It's like they're, I think they still have Market Pantry stuff, which is like another one of their generic brands, but specifically they've shifted over to like Good and Gather food things. And I think it is that perfect level of like, it kind of seems natural and healthy for some reason. I think it's just because it's called literally good and gather. It really draws people in. So I think that's another appeal of like, it's kind of sleek, healthy for whatever reason. It seems like that kind of organic feel. Good and gather, I think they like market it really well again. So the branding of it itself is like a plain color container. So my ravioli that I just got, that's really good. The label is just like this plain yellow and then good and gather is just like this really simple I think it's a serif font but it's a nice looking serif font 
I like their fonts generally. And then like all their vegetables are all just like green bag with a nice like light green font. And so it looks really appealing. And a lot of um, like off brand things are pretty ugly. Um, but this one is, yeah, it's, it's working its market well. It's very simple and sleek. Like when you think of the millennial aesthetic, you think of those plain colors with just very minimalist, very fun. I, I haven't really bought anything from Good and Gather, but I have seen it and I agree. They, they, know the, they know the demographic, like we've been saying, and they know the aesthetic that is associated with that demographic and they run with it. I did want to say, I feel like Trader Joe's certainly has its own like kitschy appeal. Sometimes they go too hard. Sometimes I don't want to do so much reading for the label to like know what I'm buying. I think sometimes it's like a little much, like they really lean into like the novelty. So again, that's another thing I appreciate about Target and their branding. Well, I just say my experience with Target has been fantastic. I enjoyed seeing all the decorations up for Halloween. I didn't expect them to have Halloween decorations because they just opened on like the 21st or something. And Halloween was 10 days later. So, you know, I wouldn't expect them to pull all that stock in and do that, but it was good to see. I enjoyed seeing all of their fun little Halloween birds that they had. Um, now they're onto the Christmas birds, which is fantastic. Shout out to all of the uh, target bird decorations. This is Thanksgiving erasure. The entire holiday centered around a bird. So I know we could probably talk for hours and hours and hours about target, how much either we stand target or how much we just, we wish it did more for us. I know Grace, you were a little bit disappointed with the vegan butter, but I guess just for final thoughts, can you let us all know, was target worth the over year long wait? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I kind of want to know what happened, but like, <laughs> I think it was worth it. <laughs> they're like so millennial that they did the thing where you're like, oh yeah, I'm on my way. And like, there you're still in your bed in a towel. <laughs> it took a very long time for that to happen. Yeah, it was definitely worth the wait. I am also curious to know why it took a year, but it's good. It's there. And I think we're all the more excited for it. Well, I think that this was a really illuminating, important, and titillating conversation. And thank you all so much for coming on and having it. It was, it was a lot of fun and a huge pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Almost as fun as when we go to Target. This has been Retrospect. Special thanks to all of our wonderful guests for coming on to talk to us about their obsessions with Target today. I'm Corbin Gregg. And I'm Kate Galliford. And in the words of the Target self-checkout machine, thanks. We'll see you again soon.